welcome to the Sugar Plum Bakes podcast. You're listening to Vani Wadman. I'm your host and fellow wedding supplier. This is a space where you can listen to and learn from fellow wedding creatives to pick up advice and tips that will help you to grow your wedding business. I genuinely hope that after each episode that you will feel inspired. A really important aspect of hosting this podcast is to have a range of wedding suppliers on the show. And today I'm delighted to be chatting with a fellow wedding cake supplier. And of course, the difficulty for me was choosing which one, as there are so many talented cake designers to choose from. So on today's episode, I am joined by Abigail from M&H Company. And when you listen, you'll understand why I chose her. This young woman is an incredibly inspiring individual and she is definitely taking the cake world by storm and it is a privilege to have her on the show. She may be young but she is ever so wise for her years and is achieving tremendous success despite the adversity that the year 2020 has brought. Hi Abigail, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I've been getting to know you a little bit more recently myself, but for those who don't know you, could you give a little introduction into yourself and what you do? Yeah, of course. So my name's Abigail. I'm 24 years old and I live in London. So before the pandemic, I started wedding cakes. But from March 2020, um, I quickly moved straight into mail order cakes. So you'll find me on the high street. I post cake tubs, which is tubs of cake all across the UK and I still do weddings hopefully the weddings are back up and running but yeah that is what I do. Awesome I really wanted to have you on the show because from listening to you and following you on Instagram I feel like you are really sure of who you are and I just felt like you would be such an inspiration to all my listeners and I love that you started your business at such a young age could you, you tell us what it is that what drives you what you know what made you start out so young yeah thank, thank you do you know it's so crazy looking back because I've just hired someone who is 19 and that was the same age when I started my business I was like whoa this is actually actually really young I just never really realized so starting it quite young just kind of snowballed into a business so I've been baking for I want to say at that time nine years so it's been baking since I was 10 in primary school um and it was just something that like no one in my family is a baker I'm of Ghanaian heritage so no one really eats like desserts <laughs> we're normal oh. we're more so like um we'll have like a big meal and the desserts is not really a thing so we are not a family of like cake um, after the tea and things like that so I started baking um, at a young age because I'd always watched so many cookery shows so I would love watching Ready to Be Cook I'm not too sure like because you're a cake maker you probably know Ace of Cakes and just crazy shows that would like make huge cakes and huge, huge stretches of cakes and I just loved it I loved it so um, I kept on going at it and I would just bake on the weekends and then my first job out of uh, sixth form someone asked me actually to make their wedding cake and I was like 
okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let, let's do this then. So I researched so much. Like I was, because I've never made a big cake before at that mm-hmm. time. So I was like, do I add extra flour to make it more like sturdier? Do I <laughs> add like, to what support do I have uh, inside the cake? And I just literally, I went to the University of YouTube. So um, that was super helpful. So yeah, M&H was birthed out of me being a 19. But it's just been going ever since. It's just incredible. You are amazing. <laughs> Thank you. You just mentioned there about your cake tub. So certainly lots of business have been pivoting during the pandemic. Was the cake tub something that you were already thinking of launching or did it come purely because of this whole thing of weddings not being able to happen? A bit of both, to be honest. So I actually, I had the idea. It's so funny because I remember going to the library after work and I went to my local library and I was just brainstorming like a couple of ideas of where I wanted to take my business. And I remember like researching tubs of cake because I have so much wastage, as you probably know as well, when you do wedding cakes, there's so much wastage from cakes because you've got that hump and you have to shave that hump off. And I am very militant at home and I don't, I don't keep those humps. So I normally just throw them away. So I put them in the food waste bin because it's just too much cake for us to eat. So I was thinking of just using that cake as like a zero waste product and just putting it into tubs of cake and selling it. And then March came and I was like, oh, this is probably a good idea to just trial it out with my friends. At the beginning, like it was literally just my friends buying it. And I remember my brother-in-law saying, this is just your friends buying it. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. (laughs) But then it just grew, like their friends told their friends that it just, it just grew. So it's crazy right now. I don't really see the names that come through the orders because I don't pack anymore. But um, it's lovely just glancing and seeing like completely random names. Like I don't even know who they are. And it's going to like Dover, it's going to like Manchester. So it's awesome. That's one of the really lovely things I think when you, your business becomes established enough that you're not making orders or products for people that you know that they're yeah. strangers strangers are finding you. I think that's wonderful. And then you said not on the high street as well. So how did you manage to to get onto that platform. Yeah, so I have a business friend and I saw that she, so she she has a completely different business. Um, Her name's Donna Hay and she um, owns Wild Woman. So it's like a self-care box and a, a subscription box. And I saw that she was not on the high street. I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I looked in and I was just, and then there's like a page at the bottom which says like apply to sell on here. And that process was terrifying. <laughs> I was so scared to send my product into such a huge company. So they got back to me and they were like, yeah, could you send like a sampling of your products? And I was like, uh, yeah. So I remember putting it in a special <laughs> delivery. I was like, this cannot get lost in the post. And this was actually, it was in the height of the pandemic. So everything was getting lost in the post at that time. So I, yeah, I applied and then I got in. I'm super fortunate. Not the High Street has brought through like so many amazing opportunities from being on the TV, the radio. So it's been really cool selling for them. Were you nervous, you know, pursuing this line of your business when flour was at a shortage and eggs were really hard to come by? Were you a bit nervous about committing to the cake tubs? Oh, it feels like a lifetime ago that actually happened. So I, I used to, something I actually should say, so I haven't um, been self-employed for a very long time. So I took the leap to go self-employed from September. So officially in September, I went to the secondary school. And um, so 
in the beginning of Cake Tubs, I was still working. Um, my day job, I wasn't furloughed. So I remember driving before work outside of London to like a wholesaler for like 45 minutes and just driving to stock up on flour, eggs and sugar and then driving back to London and starting my day job. And to be honest, it was just so normal for me at that point. It was normal just going to the shop and expecting to see nothing there. It was quite nerve wracking. However, the internet is an amazing source. So I was able to kind of find different alternative provisions. Yeah, you've been resourceful and you were prepared as well. So by adding that extra journey onto your day, you were guaranteeing that you had ingredients. That's honestly, Abigail, you're amazing. I feel like this is why I wanted you on because you are such an inspiration because you're so determined. I can I can feel that, I can sense that in you. It's really lovely. Thank you so much. So you've said that Not On The High Street has actually helped you gain good PR and definitely for people working within the wedding industry, that's something that we're often chasing. We're trying to get good press. Do you have any recommendations or advice on how people might be able to get that for themselves? Yeah, do you know what? It's so funny because I just put my wedding hat on now because I think the the roots of PR are so different from like if you have a product business or obviously it's all product if you're doing wedding cake or whatever yeah. you're doing. So I think for wedding cakes or just the wedding industry, style shoots are so important. And this is something that I'm learning more and more about is not saying yes to every style shoot and not putting yourself forward for every style shoot because your vision may not align with the photographer or the experience levels may be very different. Um, so it may actually cut a lot of your time away. But style shoots are really, really important and working with like very, very talented people on that style shoot just kind of guarantees a spot on a really big wedding blog. Um, and that's something that I thankfully have benefited from building the connections with other people that you know that have very good work. Yeah, I think aligning yourself with other suppliers who are who are successful and who can help elevate your brand, that's definitely a way to get into the wedding blogs and the magazines, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think at the beginning, um, when I first started in weddings, I felt like everyone knew each other. And I was like, I don't have any friends in here. <laughs> like Everyone knows <laughs> each other. I don't, I just don't know anyone. And it's just as simple as, I think you definitely mentioned the word align. And we have so many different styles. Like, for example, we make the same quote unquote product, but our styles are very different. There's so many styles in the wedding industry and aligning with someone that just basically does a similar vision to yours and reaching out to them on Instagram. Instagram is such a powerful network and just kind of trying to build that connection is super helpful. Yeah, I, th- I think I remember feeling a bit nervous about doing that at the beginning, mm-hmm. but everyone is so lovely. And so I definitely say if you're new, don't be scared, just reach out because we won't bite. Just <laughs> 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 be friendly, try and chat and connect with people that you have something in common with and that you feel that you might be attracting the same kind of client as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so something I wanted to ask you about as well, because I saw that you were on Hitch's UK's top black wedding suppliers list. How did that feel when you saw your name there? 
Do you know what? It's so funny. I didn't actually see it until like the next day, I think. <laughs> Did somebody tell you about it? Is that how you found out? Yeah. It was one of my brides that told me, sent me a DM. So it's so sad because her wedding keeps on getting postponed. But I'm, I'm having faith. We're going to have a bang wedding. And she just sent me like a, a screenshot, which is like, oh, this is so amazing to see one of my like vendors on this list. And I was like, what? <laughs> what's this so I quickly wanted to hit and it was I just loved the fact that I was on this with my friends if that makes sense like on this with my wedding friends loved seeing other names as well so it felt really surreal and when you said that I'm just like who <laughs> who's on here <laughs> but yeah no it's really really cool to be featured on that has that helped you get more work? Have you been approached by new couples through that, do you think? So it's really hard to find out where your couples come from. I used to actually have on my website form, like, where did you hear about me? And a lot of the time was Instagram. Um, a lot of my website website traffic, I think it is, it's up to like 98% of my social media website traffic comes from Instagram. So who knows, it may have gone through there and they found me out on my Instagram and then then contacted me, but I'm not too sure. But um, it, it definitely improves your like kudos of your business and it definitely makes you more credible as well. Yeah, and it definitely brought awareness to a lot of suppliers that probably weren't getting the same kind of visibility within the industry. Because I know that I've discovered a lot of people in the last in the last year that I didn't know about. So I, um, yeah, I've loved all that exposure for amazing suppliers. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your wedding cakes. Can you tell me where you draw your inspiration from and, and what influences your design style? Yeah, so I go for walks a lot just because I work a lot and I love switching off. And for me, that's just by going for walks. So I find a lot of inspiration from nature. That probably sounds so like an airy fairy. <laughs> so airy fairy, but I'm actually sitting in like my cake studio now and I'm seeing, I've got a couple of wedding cakes up there. And I'm like, wow, a lot of these are actually like probably earthy tones, which I have probably got from like walks in the park. So a lot of it does come from nature. I do spend a lot of time like kind of going through and seeing trends as well. Now, I'm not much of a trend follower just because they go and come so quickly because you want to create like evergreen products. But um, yeah, a lot of it does come from nature and I love colour. I absolutely love colour. I've been obsessed with art for a very long time. So I love like the use of colour and different colour schemes as well and how they work well together. Cool. And then, in fact, I think I was reading something because you used to do flowers as well. You used to do bouquets for your brides, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that something you're still going to be doing? No, because I'm snowed under. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, if I honestly, like my dream animal would be like probably to be an octopus because you have so many different like tentacles. <laughs> I would love to do that. But um, yeah, 2020 taught me just my limits. I think I was working at like sixth gear for probably seven months um, for the entire pandemic at, in, in 2020. And it's just such an unhealthy way to work. I was always on the go and I was always stimulated with my business. And, and in a sense, hard work needs to be put in to a business for it to grow, right? Um, it doesn't just happen magically. But um, I had to know my limits of what I actually can and can't do anymore. And flowers was one of them because... Back in the day when I did flowers, I would wake up at four, go to the flower market and then go to work straight after and then come back and then do the wedding cake. And it was just crazy. So, yeah, I had to actually sadly let that one go. 
Oh. For now. Who it, knows? It may change. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe eventually. But I mean, it, the cake tubs sound like they're doing amazingly well. So is there a temptation to take your business down that path, do you think? I have no idea. I, I This is like genuine answer. I have no idea. <laughs> I still love doing wedding cakes. All right? I love the fact that I can be so creative with cake. Mm-hmm. However, my cake tubs makes my cakes more accessible to a lot of people because weddings are so intimate. You're never going to try my cake unless you're invited to that party or like the wedding, sorry. I'm really not too sure. But for now, I'm still planning to do weddings because obviously I've got all of my weddings booked. But um, yeah, that as well as my order cakes. So I'm yeah, not too sure for now. Yeah. But then you, you know, you've hired somebody and it sounds like you could scale that side of the business up by hiring staff yeah and then still keep doing what you love by doing the wedding cakes and just growing kind of you could grow on both fronts really couldn't you if you wanted to completely agree yeah hiring someone this year she was one of my goals and I set because Christmas was the busiest time I've ever had and I was like, wow, I really maxed myself out. But imagine if we had someone else on board, that would have been like super amazing. And yeah, hiring someone has been just such a good learning curve that I can't do everything by myself. And if you can afford it, get the help <laughs> because hiring someone obviously is an expense to the business. But um, yeah, that's been a really, really good season that I'm in, thankfully, for now. Yeah, I mean, it's a good business decision because it frees you up to then focus on things that you can add value to. Of course. And then yeah. you're outsourcing the work that can be done by somebody else. So that's, yeah, free move. So I guess me asking you what you envisage in the long term for your business at the moment, you don't know really, do you? No, I, I really, I really don't know. And I'm, I'm not much of a five year, 10 year planner. That's just not my personality. I, I'm more so like, okay, what are we going to get through this year? Just because even from last year, we we know so much changes. And I'm just like, I'm just going to go with the flow, obviously within reason and with wisdom. I have no idea what opportunities may come about um, in the next couple of years. Like, If you were honestly to ask me, what would you see your business looking like uh, last year? I would never say where it is now. Um, it's so funny because the iPhone suggests memories to you. And I remember sending a video to like two of my best friends. I was like, oh, I really wish I was working my business full time. And in all honesty, like I, I'm, I've said this in a couple um, of things I've done in the past, like I would have seen myself have my business when I was like 40 something, like in my 40s. I never imagined doing it in my 20s. And that's why I'm just like, okay, I don't want to box myself in with what the possibilities could be. That totally makes sense. And the growth that you've achieved in the last year, I, I almost feel like you couldn't plan for that really, mm. that being accelerated at quite a speed. So do you have any exciting projects at, outside of Cape's Hubs that you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. So so I'm actually teaming up with a charity called Forge UK. And I wanted to donate a couple of my, a couple, <laughs> some percentage of my profits um, to a charity um, and specifically a charity that impacts the lives back where I'm from, um, which is Africa, Ghana in particular. So I'm teaming up with a charity that helps to fight against FGM, which is something that's really not spoken about a lot of um, a lot of the time. I only really know it from doing like child protection training at school when I used to work in a secondary school. So outside of that, I wasn't really aware of what FGM, just the, the trauma that it brings, as well as just how common it is as well. 
So I know what it is. Do you want to explain what it is? Not everybody might not know. Yes, of course. Yeah. So female genital mutilation. So in a lot of countries, it's like a ritual act and it's completely illegal in the UK. And to be honest, it's only like a couple of years ago that the first person was arrested for carrying out that crime. And it's like, wow, this has been going on for years. It really happens from primary school age. Girls as young as like seven, really, really young, um, can go through this trauma. So um, I've teamed up with that charity and it's an amazing charity. So I'm really excited to be like dedicating like an exclusive flavor to that and donating the percentage of the profits to that charity because they go into secondary schools and it's really, really good to go into um, secondary schools and primary schools as well because you know this from face value, Teenagers are super impressionable and it's an amazing way to kind of educate them because they they may know people that have been affected by this. So, yeah, definitely I'm excited for that. And a lot of upcoming bits in terms of wholesale biscuits. So that means I'm working with alongside other brands and um, for uh, personalized biscuits for their brands. So that's exciting. Wow. It, you've got a lot on your plate. <laughs> 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 it sounds like that's what you like you like to be busy so yes I love to be busy I definitely am one of those people that work hard and then I want to rest well so I'm excited to take a week off in March as well after Mother's Day <laughs> so I could just recover oh thank you so much for coming on Abigail it's been a real pleasure I feel very honored that you were able to give up your time to come chat with me today thank you so much for having me I've really enjoyed it oh good luck with everything I can't wait to see what you're going to be achieving I'm going to be watching you and I'm going to go buy some cake tubs <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on your Instagram as well it's nice to have another cake friend yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much thank you I really hope you enjoyed listening to Abigail tell us more about herself and her business. I feel Abigail and I have something in common where we both are choosing to pursue our craft in a way that's true to ourselves and we're not allowing other people's expectations to define how we will do things. We both have a love of nature and yet our work is so different and this is what I love to see when people are genuine and authentic and allow their inspiration and creativity to lead them when coming up with designs. If you don't follow Abigail already, I would definitely recommend seeking her and her cake tubs out. I most definitely want to support her and her endeavours to do good. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. It really means so much to me. I'm always grateful and appreciative for each and every person that supports me. If you'd like to be kept up to date on the release of future episodes... Do come follow me over on Instagram at sugarplumbakeskingston. And if you find the podcast helpful and useful in any way, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review. Thank you so much.